Fuel for Warriors, episode 31. Somebody who gets shit done. It's all down to hustle. A sacrifice of their being and way of life. We think of 300, we think of the Spartan. Sort of the courage and conviction to face their challenges in life. It always does the right thing at all costs. Let's welcome to the show my good friend, Derek Rowe. And I've tried to make it simple. And everything's simple once you understand it. I truly believe that. Hey, what's going on, Warriors? I'm Timothy Lawson, and we're back with another episode of Fuel for Warriors, a podcast collaboration between Lawson Entertainment and Lock and Load Java. Each and every week, I bring on a different type of warrior, whether it be a military veteran, an athlete, or anybody that resonates with the idea of being a warrior and embraces the warrior ethos. This week, I have a good friend of mine, Derek Rowe, on the show. I served with Derek in the Marine Corps. He was actually on Fuel for Warriors back in May uh, when we talked about what it was like to be sort of a nerdy person in the military and uh, without fitting the traditional uh, character of a of like a Marine, what it was like to go through his service. And if he was treated any different, if he had different perspective, it was really interesting, uh, conversation. And you can check the, if you go back in our, uh, lost entertainment to go into fuel for, in the category fuel for warriors, you'll find his episode in there. If you want to hear some of his answers to the more, uh, typical questions of what it means to be a warrior, his challenges, etc. This episode, our way of promoting what our guests are still doing. So Joanna Luminum was a first repeat guest that I had on the show. Derek is here as another repeat. One thing I've always wanted to do with these podcasts is continue to support the people that come on and share their time and their insight with me and my audience. So I try to you know, in my best way possible, share and promote campaigns that they're doing. I try to watch, you know, it's like I like, I like to watch the fights that the UFC fighters are, that are in. Uh, I try to take part in, you know, stuff that Joanna Lohman's doing. I try to support, you know, I support Team Rubicon and I, you know, I retweet Kyle Carpenter and it's just my way of sort of creating more of a community out of this uh, from my perspective. And so part of that is, promoting and supporting things that my guests are doing. Derek wrote a book called Everything I Would Have Wanted to Know If I Was Born Yesterday. I had the privilege of writing the foreword for this book, and it is very well written and has a lot of interesting ideas in it. So without dra- – I'm just going to let us get straight to the interview so you can hear what we're talking about. I hope you enjoy this show. Thank you for listening. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there. It means a lot to me. You're taking the time to listen to this one. Co-owner of Lock and Low Java, Carl Churchill is going to say a few words, and then we'll get on to the interview with Derek Rowe. Enjoy. Hey, Warriors, this is Carl Churchill, co-founder and chief coffee officer of Lock and Load Java. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our friend and fellow veteran Tim Lawson as he interviews risk-takers who've embraced the warrior ethos. I know you'll love our guest today, and when you're finished with the episode, head over to LockandLoadJava.com and use the coupon code FUELFORWARRIORS to receive a 10% discount on our premium coffee and cocoa. Stay motivated, my friends, and keep challenging yourself. What's going on, Warriors? 
It's always a pleasure to bring on uh, someone for a second time. We did it with Joanna Lohman uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and now we have our next repeat guest, Derek Tyler Rowe. Derek, thank you so much for, for taking the time to do this. My pleasure. Now, Derek, you were on the show earlier on in its, uh, in its life, back in May, actually, is when you were on it. In, uh, you were on the... the the t- the episode was titled Marine of the Nerdy Variety. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we talked about, you know, what it, the concept of being a warrior when you when you don't you necessarily fit the mold of the traditional marine, you know. Uh and that's the conversation that we had during that episode. That was episode 12. Uh so anybody who wants to get a little bit more background on Derek and his answers to some of the more traditional questions that we ask on this show, lostinentertainment.com slash FFW12. Uh, that'll bring you straight to that episode, and uh, it'll give you some more insight on Derek. Derek, you, I have you on this episode because it's important to me that I continue to support my guests after they've been on the show, right? So I tr- so my UFC fighters uh, that I have on the show, I try to make sure that we promote their fights and then we, you know, that I watch them. And uh, and you have written a book. I have. And and I wanted to show uh, not only my gratitude for being involved in uh, in the book, but also wanted to show my support for another guest for a guest that I've had on the show and making sure that you have an outlet to promote it. Uh, the book is uh, appropriately titled. Everything I would, everything I would have wanted to know if I was born yesterday. And let me tell you, Derek. Every every adult that I find that's less than 24 hours old, I recommend this book to them right away. It's the first thing that I do. It's, I mean, that's the perfect demographic to market to, really. <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad. Uh, like Facebook ads and stuff like that still can't pinpoint down that gra- that demographic. Because <laughs> uh, I assume sooner or later you're just going to be issued a Facebook profile when you're born. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay, so. This is... Let me read the back of it. Okay. <laughs> the back. <laughs> I came up with that in about uh, 10 seconds. When, yeah. Uh, yeah. You can take the scenic route to learn the harder lessons in life, or you can learn from others. If you want to make your life easier, read this book. Man, I'm sold already. <laughs> what's, the, <laughs> what's the single most productive thing you can do with your time? Are you taking advantage of your senses to live life to the fullest? Who has your, pow- who has your power? What are your needs? What are your need- How are your needs met by others or yourself? What is the, your true source of abundance? How do you access that abundance? Get answers to these questions and more. What I appreciated about this book, Derek, and I'll actually let you get to talk about it here soon. Uh, what I appreciated about the book is, as your friend, it it I felt like I was having a conversation with you. You know what I mean? Like I, I could hear you saying these things. I could hear you arguing with my points. Uh, I, I could, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I could, like I felt like I was having a conversation. But on the other, as someone who reads a lot of I don't like calling. I don't like calling them self-help books because that seems sort of desperate. I, I read a lot of personal growth books. Mm-hmm. That's a good way of putting it. You know, like Choose Yourself by James Altucher, which you reference several times in the book. Uh, I read a lot of Tim Ferriss and Neil Strauss. Essentialism was a big book in my life. And as I read this, I felt like I was reading some of the better excerpts from those from those books, uh, or at least some of the the fundamentals and and how to and understanding those concepts. Mm-hmm. So. Let's uh, let's start with the inspiration to write such a book. Why why 
write a book about everything you wanted to know yesterday. Well, it was interesting that you said it was like having a conversation with me. And to go off on that tangent first, that it will tie into your question, is uh, there's a guy that I really appreciate, Jacques Fresco, that said uh, thinking is just you know talking in your head, you know, and. So what this book was, was really me just having this giant conversation. And when it started out, there was no outline. It was more of a stream of consciousness, me just writing. And it was as if I was talking to uh, myself and all these different perspectives um, in my mind. And so, yeah, when you read it, it does. I, I enjoy that it did come out as a conversation to you. Um, cause I really wanted to be, I didn't want to be detached from my reader. I wanted to kind of be down to earth while pointing out some new and amazing things that you may have never really considered, but making it, uh, accessible to you. You know, I didn't want, like, I would throw out some, uh, complicated or complex ideas, but my goal while I was writing was to make every sentence have value. I didn't want to waste your time. I got straight to the point. And I've tried to make it simple. And everything's simple once you understand it. I truly believe that. That's a, that's a really interesting way of, of just, everything is simple once you understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, how many times have you been in a conversation with someone when, they, when you, at, when you like ask for like clarification or explanation and they're like, oh, it's simple, really. Right. And, that, and that statement comes from they understand exactly. it, so it's, it, it, it seems simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you're the person who doesn't understand it, you're like, man, that sounds complicated. And they're like, no, once you get used to it. And it really, like, it, it really is um, – even at the most complex things, especially emotionally, and I think you, you touch on some emotional health things in this, and one thing I've learned both in my life and in my friendship with you, and it was definitely uh, reiterated in the book, that once you understand yourself more emotionally, it's it's a lot easier to deal with it. Definitely. And, you know, when I've... I've gotten very good at like getting angry and then being like, I'm angry. Why is that? And like quickly resolving the situation. Whereas like four years ago when, when I wasn't, I didn't have that understanding. So the idea wasn't as simple to me as to how to deal with my anger. Um, so let's, let's talk about, you know, so, so all the things you wanted to put in there, you, you try to make it at its simplest form and just create understanding, which is something, um, I emphasized in the forward, you gave me the privilege to write the forward, and one of the things that I emphasized was that this book was really just about creating understanding of, of these topics. What, um, you know, every good writer has to kill their babies, you know, like, and, and that's a statement that I heard from Neil Strauss, one of my favorite authors. And it's about <laughs> I didn't when you kill write my a, babies, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that as a writer, you write a book and so you, you, you end up, you write and write and write and then you go through and you read it and you realize something as much as you like it as much as you put like emphasis into it maybe doesn't fit the mold fit the message fit the book did you have anything like that or were you pretty satisfied with everything you'd written at first draft and merely edited for style and grammar i was pretty satisfied this is my first book so this is the first time that i undertook such a a vast writing exercise. So, of course, there's going to be time. I have a lot of blind spots as a writer. You know, there's a lot of things that I would like to achieve um, in terms of communicating things to my reader or my audience that I'm just not going to pull off the first time. Um, so just now, now that the book's been out for a few weeks, this is the first time that I'm actually getting feedback from people. 
and other than like, you know, my immediate close friends, um, that, you know, like you, the guy that did my, my cover art, you know, cause you guys where you actually have conversations with me, it may be more relatable to you, but where people that I would never talk to or never have conversations with regularly, I'm starting to get feedback now. So I think that's important for me to really figure out the answer to the question that you just asked me because, um, the end, like you said, the goal was to create understanding. I don't know if I've accomplished that yet until people tell me what they learned from it. And um, so this is kind of like I'm a. This is unfolding for me as well as time moves on. Um, so the more people that read the book, the more the book gets out there, the more that I get to to realize how well I did that. And I plan on writing more. Um, and uh, maybe not that that same topic, but again, and I hope to use that feedback uh, to to refine my methods and uh, sharpen how I achieve my goals. I'd like to I'd like to point out that um, you know you're I have you on today's episode for a few reasons. Um, you know, I said one, I like to support the guests even after their first interview. So you know, if, if you know promoting something you've done is important to me. But it also fits into what I, you know, what I have a very profound idea of what a warrior is or what a warrior could be. And part of that is, um, is intelligence. You know, I think, oh, the, yeah. I think, I think part of the, I think the difference, and I think, who did I have this conversation with? It might have been with my last guest, Ben King. And I mentioned that the difference between a warrior and simply a barbarian is intelligence and decision making, and that comes through knowledge and experience. And I, in this, your book, and we're going to get into some specifics soon because I'm sure those readers are like we still oh. don't know what the book's about. Uh, yeah, um, but I, I think that you know, the idea of you know trying to fit all of this experience and knowledge at the most fundamental and simple level is very much a part of. Uh, a true warrior's approach to life uh, in being able to make better decisions uh, through experience and understanding. So I'm going to open the book here. I'm going to pick. Uh, that's right. I got it right in front of me, Derek. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Um. What's uh What's a good one? Um, well, you know what? Like right off the bat, when you're talking about warrior, one of the things that I did talk about was uh, military strategy and the use of game theory. Um, how Julius Caesar would take whole cities without losing a single man um, by just using his his intellect. And that was the first thing that popped in my mind. Um, And that's just because there's a whole chapter on game theory. And so basically game theory is just uh, a method of how we we react to other people's behavior. That's what game theory is. And so obviously you do that in games – but it applies heavily to real-world scenarios. Obviously, you know, in war it does, and this is relevant to being a warrior. So I think I touched on that uh, a decent amount in the book in terms of uh, posturing yourself to others. But more importantly, um, like you mentioned, intelligence. And I didn't exactly explicitly say this in the book, but I like to, to say intelligence is more of an attitude than it is an attribute. So it's really how you posture yourself around knowledge. What's your attitude towards knowledge? Do you not care about it? Do you really enjoy it? Are you curious? 
Because yeah. if you're not curious, if you don't have a love for knowledge, that's going to have negative consequences on your life as a whole. In every area of your life, it's going to have a negative consequence compared to the you know if you would have sought out knowledge. Um, and that has to do with the basis of, which is a whole other chapter, which is rationality, which is the, the active choice to maintain a focused mind. You're always taking in feedback, information, um, and choosing not to do that is essentially blind self-destruction. You open yourself up to the hazards of of chance to other people doing whatever they want to with you. You know, if you're uninformed, um, people like say, let's say you're an uninformed voter, or you're an, you're an uninformed combatant. You don't have information on the battlefield. That's gonna pay, you, you. You never. We know that. You know, we know not to do that. We know that it, it pays to have good intel, and in that area, it's obvious. But I'm kind of taking these ideas and saying, I'm pointing out the obvious. You know, if somebody reads it, they're all they may be like, well, duh, or they may be like, man, I really haven't been doing this, even though I know it's right. Yeah. Um. To touch on maybe the because I, I emphasized you know emotional health earlier in in uh, how it plays into your book. Uh, I mean, you have chapters on emotions and depression and the development of the self. Um, but I think maybe one of the uh, one of the more interesting uh, topics you touch here is setting your boundaries, mm -hmm. and I think that's something that that play. I mean that that has such a strong role in social interactions and knowing where your boundaries are, where the lines are, and how you're going to respond when people cross them. I think that was one of the biggest things that I had to suffer the most through before I learned. To, to set my own boundaries in life. Yeah, I mean, could you tell a story that maybe, you know, gave you the experience to be able to write that chapter? So, so first off, you will only tolerate as much abuse from somebody else as you are willing to abuse yourself. And that has a lot of implications in terms of respecting yourself, loving yourself. But what I mean by setting boundaries for me is... Uh, just when people would you know trash talk me or do whatever or say anything, it was very difficult for me to understand for myself growing up where I set the lines between oh they're just joking or oh you know but it all came back down to like how did I feel after that interaction? Did I feel hurt? Did I feel trespassed upon? Because if so, I'm just not going to interact with that person anymore. I'm going to set a boundary. I'm not going to engage with this other other human being if they're going to act this this volatile. Now, there's other people that joke around with me and you know trash talk, but it's like there's a difference, and I think we all know this. And your emotions are going to tell you what you you're feeling anyway, but you need to listen to them, which I think is more of a core thing that I talk about in the book too. Is I think we're in a culture that doesn't emphasize the importance of listening to your emotions. It's the same, it's just as important as getting intel on the battlefield. All it is is stimulus. All it is is information. That's what your emotions are. That's information. So like, uh, I, I kind of distinguish between emotions and sensations. So like pain is a sensation. You know, you put your hand on a stove, it burns, you, you pull it off because your body's saying, hey, you're, you're incurring damage here. So if you're sad, 
and you never take the time to listen to your sadness, you may have the metaphorical hand on the stove, and you never take your hand off. And the whole time, you're burning. And so, and that's not emphasized at all in our culture, to listen to your emotions. You know, boy, boys shouldn't cry or whatever. You, you, we're taught to suppress them. We're taught to look the other way. Or if you bring it up in a conversation, people will get uncomfortable and they want to talk about something else. So you're going to have to listen to your emotions for you, first off. And I think that's you need to set, a time, uh, set aside the time and space to listen um, and and process it. I, you know, there's a we the term meditation is out there. So let's let's dumb that down even further. Let's take meditation, and make it even simpler. Just call it listening and doing nothing. You just sit there and do nothing. Start out with that, and if you start listening to all the little things that are going inside of you, you're going to have a much healthier and much happier life. There, one of my favorite quotes from the book, and I'm gonna I I don't I should have pulled it up earlier, but um, I can quote it for you. Don't worry. I know you can quote it for me. What is it? It's the universe isn't going to turn up its volume so you can hear it. You have to turn your racket down so you can hear the universe. Yeah, that was such. That, in my opinion, is one of the most powerful lines in the whole book um, because it really. It really speaks to the theme of of knowing and understanding things. Yeah, you have to listen first. The whole the the cliche statement of you know you were given two ears and one mouth for a reason, so you you know listen twice as much than you speak. And some people just don't listen, and they suffer because of it. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, we all there's. I've, I've found myself being more aware of when I'm in a conversation, I catch myself realizing I'm waiting for my opportunity to talk and I'm not actually paying attention to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a humbling feeling because it's something we accuse so many others of and it's difficult for us to recognize it within ourselves. Right. Um, but when you do, you realize I'm being unfair to this conversation and it's, it cues one of two things. It either says, I can't, I can't fairly respond to what they're saying unless I'm paying attention and know what their point is before responding. Or if that, if I don't care what the, like, if I honestly don't care what they're, what they're saying and I merely want to respond, I probably don't actually need to be in this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and those uh, you know, being aware of of that and being and knowing how to you know, and it's it saves me a lot of time because then they'll get done talking and they'll be like, oh okay, and then like I'll end the conversation even though I was just waiting for my opportunity to talk. If I don't care what they have to say, I probably don't need to be in the conversation. Right. Yeah. Because there's a good chance that they're feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, or if it's if I want to be in the conversation, I need to start listening so that way I can better respond. Yeah. Uh- Along those lines, this wasn't in the book, but it's just something that I was thinking about just this past week, and it has to do with respect. And I think a lot of times, we, when people, what we, what we see is people disrespect us. For example, when they're like they're trying to talk over us, or whatever, whatever you perceive to be disrespectful. And it's not most of the time, people are never disrespecting you. They don't have respect. There's a difference. 
because mm, that's you, that's deep. You don't know any better. You don't know any better, and we're all in that boat. We're all in that that little. We're on that same situation where we have all these blind spots, right? And we have no idea that we're transgressing against somebody else at any given moment. Now, they're seeing it as disrespectful, but it's not. Because it's not like we're going out of our way to disrespect them. But we lack respect. And so when you talked about the development of the self, this ties right into that idea. Part of the development of the self is developing your virtues like respect, courage, bravery, uh, integrity, stuff like that. That does, you aren't just born with that stuff. You have to take the time to refine yourself and develop those virtues. Um, and I think that's just like the hardest thing to do, but also the most rewarding thing to do. And one of the best ways to spend your time is just working on yourself. That's, that's deep, man. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. I mean, that's that's, that's really the, the best way to to describe that. Uh, so, what you know? Let's say someone's been listening to us talk for the past twenty minutes, and they're like, "I still, I'm still really not quite sure what I'm getting from this book." Uh, what's your? By the way, the cover has you in in ducky pajamas, which I love. <laughs> um, the you know, so someone who's still unquite sure what the value and the message of this book is. You know, spend the next couple minutes really, you know, what's your pitch? Why should my listeners listen to or read this book? Perspective. Perspective. Mm. You almost can't put a price on it. It's invaluable. And that's what you're going to get in this book. You're going to learn some things. I can guarantee you that. I, I throw in a lot of scientific research. I reference a lot of things in finance, psychology, biology, neurobiology, psychophysics. Um, and I try and add some, you know, cool little stories on the side to kind of, to tie in that information so it soaks in better. But perspective is something that I think that you're going to take away from it, and you'll have that for the rest of your life. Well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving. For, I mean, moving forward, is there anything you know? Let's 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 uh, let's ask some specific questions around the book, uh, unrelated to. I mean, what? So, what is some? Is there anything after you publish the book? We like, oh man, I should I I should have mentioned this. Like, is there anything you wish you would have had included in the book? You know what? After I finished it, I sat down after I was done, and I'm I asked myself the question, and this is I'm, this is actually the truth. I sat down and I said, "Am I okay with this?" And I realized there was one more thing I wanted to say, and I, but it, because I felt it. And then I went and I typed it all out. And then I came back and I reflected on it again. I'm like, now is there anything else I want to say? And my heart was at peace. And so I published. Man, I like that. Uh, you know, you said, you mentioned that you may write more books. Yes. Um, you know, are you already conceptualizing what they may be? Do you think they'd be extensions of this? I'm already like several what? chapters into the other one. And what? Yes. It's, uh, right now, I'm waiting on feedback from, for this book so I can kind of refine my, how I deliver my message. But yeah. uh, the, what it's going to be is it, it's going to be the ultimate guide to mastering any game. And it's gonna. I think it's going to be surprisingly 
informative. I don't think people are going to, it's going to be, it's going to over deliver. I'm already excited. I really hope you give me the opportunity to, to read that ahead of time. Oh, I will. Yeah. Good. Good. Derek, where can people get everything I would have wanted to know if I was born yesterday? Where can people get this book? Oh God, I need links. Hang on. Let me find, let me, let me do my thing. I'm fine. Oh goodness. How are we not? How are we, how are you not prepared for this? We're promoting a book. How, you know, <laughs> in Amazon, if I put in if I put in Derek T. Road, you pop up. Yes, yeah, so if you put in Derek Tyler Road, it'll pop up. Um, I mean, yeah, you can find it on Kindle or Amazon. And uh, I also have it if you want to listen to it for free on YouTube. Um, just type in D E R O K five five, and that's my YouTube channel. Just Derek fifty five. And I have it all on a playlist. So let's say you don't want to buy it and you're not sure or whatever and you want to take a little test test drive, I put yeah. it up on YouTube for free. So And if anybody's if anybody's curious, like this is a it's a cheap buy. Uh Amazon Prime has it for six eighty two right now. Yep. So I mean that's that's a, a steal for uh, the kind of information that's in here. Derek, thank you so much for joining me, man. I know I always love our opportunities talking with each other. I know that my uh, my audience is building, and they with the, with each guest they appreciate the insight more and more. And I know that you brought that uh, to the to the podcast. So thanks again. Hey man, thank you for having me on. Derek, looking forward to the next book. Me too. Take care. Me buddy. too. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to head over to lockandloadjava.com using promo code Fuel for Warriors for a discount on your purchase. Also head over to lawsonentertainment.com for more of my programming. Stay strong and stay motivated.